Assalamu alaikum. All thanks and praise is due to God. We seek his help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray. And whoever God leads astray will never find guidance. I bet witness there is not God but God, alone without any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. You who believe, be mindful of God, as is God's due, and make sure you devote yourselves to God, to your dying moment. In chapter Ibrahim of the Quran, 14.4 says, God led, let's go astray those who wills to go astray and guide those that wills to be guided. For God alone is almighty, truly wise. I am a Mexican immigrant and a U.S. citizen. I was born in the state of Guerrero, in the small village located three hours from Mexico City. My father owned a ranch and had land property, land property to be harvested. So my father trade corn for renting a piece of land to the local people of the town. I am the 11th daughter in the family. We all were women. <laughs> Therefore, my father realized that women are not very good to be working in the land. So he purchased land in an urban area where schools were available. He was afraid his daughters might find a husband non-productive, so we should have some form of skill. And he was right. <laughs> he feared that working, staying in the ranch, we could have been married at very early age, like teenager, 14, 15. Culturally, that's what happens in the small town. My mother raised me with strong Catholic beliefs. I used to go to catechism. Catechism are the classes are given at church where the students learn Catholic dogma and the practice of Catholicism. And also every Sunday I used to go to mass. The mass is a prayer which is led by a priest. Uh, I also used to do the confession. A confession is declaring your sins to a priest and also receiving communion. During Easter week, I was not allowed to go to the movies or listen to, uh, or, or listen to any music. I didn't eat meat on Fridays. Culturally, the practice of Catholicism was left to be taught by my mother. The concept of God at this time was punitive, 
God will punish me all the time. It was just a punitive concept of God at this time in my life. I think after I finished secondary school, I moved to Mexico City. I started preparatory school in a Catholic college. My mother was able to pay the tuition so that I could finish my preparatory school in Mexico City. At this time, I was making decisions by myself because I was away from my mother, and I was living with my two older sisters. I, I, I have a good foundation from my mom, from my Catholic mom, moral, ethic values, which are the same as a Muslim. My mother was able to keep sending me the tuition even after I got married. We're going there. In my third year of college, I decided to focus in the area of humanities and French literature. The area of humanities required reading at least four books a month, followed by a written report. My readings were on Western literature, psychology, contemporary philosophers, Marxism, and existentialism were introduced to me. I eventually earned my baccalaureate, baccalaureate in Arts and Humanities at El Colegio Hispano-Americano. The influence of Marxism, existentialism, and feminism, along with friends that I met at school, took me away completely from continuing practicing Catholicism to the point that I was doubtful about God. I felt that I could survive with no God and no rituals. That's how my readings and my friends <laughs> twisted a little bit my basic beliefs that I was practicing. So as a consequence of these actions and beliefs, I found myself lost and living a very conflicted life. I didn't understand why I was in this world. Why do I have to work every day? And it was just so hard to get up every morning. Why and why? I was just feeling sometimes depressed. I could not find the reason for my, ex for my existence or what was the mission for me in this world. The feeling of emptiness in my heart occupied my mind as well. In the middle of the turmoil, I got married in Mexico City to a man more conflicted than mine. And we had one son. I ended my university years and enrolled in a technical skills school. I, learned, I earned a diploma in the medical field as a registered nurse. And I started working in one of the medical centers in Mexico City for seven years. All the time I went to the nursing school, my mother kept helping me paying a babysitter so I could complete my nursing career. 
I carry regret for not obtaining a master's degree from a university, but I continue pursuing my own personal intellectual growth. Therefore, I enroll at the Anglo-English Institute, or Anglo-Mexicano, founded by the British Embassy in Mexico City. After three years of intensive English courses and working full-time in Mexico City, I decided to take a summer English course in England so I can practice my English. My conversation for me, it was ready to take off, but I didn't have nobody in Mexico to practice with. So at that time, in 1982, the process of my legal divorce started. My trip to England was the most important event in my life. God has reserved for me the opportunity to meet three Muslim students from Brunei. Brunei is a very tiny, tiny country in Malaysia. Suddenly, the world opened to me. I was able to look outside from the small window of my apartment, and I tasted the importance of traveling as a source of cultural awareness and learning. My new friends from Brunei never talked to me about Islam. I'd never heard the word Islam or Muslim from them. But their actions towards me got my attention. I was treated with respect, kindness, caring, and a clean attitude. I feel safe with them. The only question that they asked me one time was if I believe in God. And after giving a positive answer, I was told that I was a Muslim, a word that I had never heard in my life. And I didn't ask the meaning. I just let it go. The summer English course ended so fast, and I returned to Mexico City. At my return, I had to face the lifestyle of a divorced woman in a country where being a divorcee is not welcome in the society. My mother supported my divorce, and because I never got married by church, she said, the man you had been living is not considered your husband in the eyes of God. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I kept in touch with my Muslim friends by regular mail, and I asked them to teach me how to talk to their God. I didn't know what the word Allah and Islam meant yet, or that Muslims worship the same God as Christians and Jews. I thought they were worshiping an idol and the religion was a cult. At that time also, I was searching in Buddhism and again, with the emptiness in my heart. In reply to my question, I received the book, Islam in Focus, in English. I also, I was told that communicating with God was done by praying. And the section on prayers was marked in the book. I started, re I started reading the book, but the transliteration of Arabic to English was so difficult for me. 
the fasting sounded too long and unhealthy. However, I was going through such difficult times and I needed something to make my difficulties easier. So therefore, I did memorize from the book, from the transliteration from Arabic to English, I memorized La ilaha illallah, which means there is no God by God. I also memorized which means I seek refuge in Allah from evil. Every time I pronounce those words, my problem seems to be solved smoothly. I can explain the reason, and I consider this word to be powerful and supernatural because I always obtain an immediate positive response to my problems. I even consider this word like Magic. In 1983, I decided to travel to the United States of America on a summer vacation. I'm still on vacation. <laughs> I enrolled in a public adult school to continue practicing my English. I met Muslims from Turkey and Bulgaria. I became friendly with a Muslim teacher, a convert. I asked her to take me to a mosque since I was reading Islam in Focus. And I had many questions. My teacher friend took me to a mosque on a Friday on a Juma prayer. As soon as I stepped into a mosque, I experienced mixed feelings of peace and fear. My heart accelerated and started fasting, beating faster. I was so impressed to observe Male praying. I never seen so many male praying because in Mexico, the fathers, the male don't go to church. It's the women that go to church. So when I saw male prostrating on the floor, I said, this religion must be very powerful to have so many male praying in that such humble position. After my first visit to the mosque, I attended classes on Fridays. At that mosque that I visited, there were an introduction to Islam for non-Muslims and new Muslims at the local mosque. In December 1983, close to the Christmas time, I gave my testimony of faith by saying, I bet witness that there is only one God, and Muhammad is his last messenger. My English teacher was my witness. I was in tears during my first prayers. And the tears were of happiness. The tears were because I said to myself, I found God, and I will never gonna be lost ever. I also, finally, I found out what is the reason for my existence in this world. And it's stated in the Quran, 51, 59, chapter 51, 59, 
and this is a translation from Joseph Ali, I have only created humans that they might serve me or worship me. And worshiping Allah is not only performing the daily five prayers a day, it's not only doing the fasting, it's not only giving charity, it's not only going to Mecca if we can afford it. Worshiping Allah is every minute of our life, is every action that we do with the intention to please Allah. My family did not accept my decision to become a Muslim immediately. My mother had no idea about the word Islam meant. It was completely unknown religion in 1984. I advised my mother to talk to the local priest, Catholic priest, and ask him about Islam. So she did. She was very surprised and content when the priest told her that Islam was an ancient religion and I was on the right path. He did not need to elaborate more, the priest. My mother had a relief and no more worries. My late older sister, who was a Catholic nun, blamed herself for not teaching me enough Catholicism when I was a child. But even she eventually came around to my embrace of Islam. As I told her one day, and it is stated in the Quran, 548, unto every one of you have we prescribe a different law and way of life. And if God had so willed, we would have made you all one single community. But he will it otherwise, in order to test you in what he had given you. So strive in a race, in all virtues. The goal of all you is to Allah. It is God that will show you the truth of the matters in which you dispute. So I told my sister, you are going to heaven, and I'm going to heaven. <laughs> My visits to Mexico were different, as my family would not cook for me pork, and they respect me while I was praying. I talked to my family about Islam only when they asked me questions. Presently, I am married to a loving husband who was born in California and whose parents immigrated to the United States from Iran from more than 50 years ago. We had one son who is the first generation of Mexican-Iranian parents and who easily traverses the cultural boundaries of Latino, Iranian, and the multicultural Muslim communities of Southern California as a native-born American Muslim. Islam has given me a new way of living. The more that I learned about Islam, the more I strengthened my faith in the one God and Mohammed as the last messenger. I had embraced the duty of sharing my experience to the large population of non-Muslim Latino Spanish speakers by providing them with information on Islam. And at that time, we formed 
the study group is called LALMA. Most of the Latino, Latinos, non-Muslim, living in the United States and Latin America are unaware of the legacy of Islam in our culture, especially language and architecture. The Spanish language has thousands of words derived from Arabic, and the architecture of the homes in much, in much of Latin Americans was inspired by an art known as Mudejara. And actually, we call it here Mediterranean style homes, but it's nothing more than Mudejar style, which was developed by the Muslims in Spain and Portugal. In Arabic, we say inshallah, and in Spanish, we say ojalá, which is virtually identical in meaning, if God wills. According to the last comprehensive survey of Southern California mosques in 2011 by Dr. Ixen Bagby, who also conducted a nationwide survey, the conversion of Latino Muslims or Hispanic in Southern California is extremely high at 31% of all converts compared to approximately 12% nationally. In spite of the increased Islamophobia nowadays, in my opinion, the majority of the population in our country have a good opinion of Islam. I have heard comments like, there's no religion in the world that teaches to harm others. The Muslim community must increase civil engagement activities to put in practice our faith by helping others, the non-Muslim community. The Muslim community must increase this civil engagement and, and also embrace the social cause that the population need most. There are multiple nonprofit organizations, religious based, that are working to provide a better life and meet the needs of the underserved community. Let's work with them. The non Muslim community will discover that we, Muslims, care for our community. We are part of the community. We are part of society. And Islam teaches social justice and the preservation of human dignity. I said what I said. May God forgive us all us. Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks are due to God alone. 
Dear sisters, it's our responsibility before God to embrace those who come to Islam regardless of their ethnicity. God teaches us in the Quran, chapter 30, 22, and among God's signs is the creation of the heavens and the earth and the diversity of your languages and your colors. Indeed, in that surely are signs for people of knowledge. As new Muslims, we go through multiple phases. One, is, one of them is the idealization of the Muslim community. I thought that all the Muslims are a pious and harmonious in their lives since everybody must read Quran, since everybody has submitted to Allah and follows Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his teachings. That was my idealization of the Muslim community. Prophet Muhammad said in his final sermon, all humankind is from Adam and Eve. An Arab has no superiority over a non-Arab, nor a non-Arab has any superiority over an Arab. Also, a white has no superiority over a black, nor a black has any superiority over a white, except by piety and good actions. Learn what every Muslim is a brother or sister to every Muslim, and that the Muslims constitute one family. However, after I converted, I started awakening to a reality that Muslims are not really different from any other human being, having the same weaknesses and challenges to overcome. Racial or ethnic discrimination among Muslims is known, but often ignored in our community. Several Latino Muslims have informed me that they have been told by Muslims from Arabic-speaking countries that a Latino Muslim is not considered a true Muslim because he or she is not from a Muslim-majority country nor born in a Muslim household. Male and female Latino Muslims had been rejected by the families of those born into the faith as husbands or wives simply because of their ethnicity. Through my readings and learning of Islam, I discovered that Islam has the tools to eliminate racial discrimination because we are all created equal. In Quran, for Chapter 4, 1, O mankind, be conscious of your sustainer who has created you out of one living entity and out of, and out of it created its mate, and out of the two spread abroad a multitude of men and women, and remain conscious of God in whose name you demand your rights from one another, and of these ties of kinship. Verily, God is every watchful over you. Let's do a self-reflection of our feelings and try to discover 
any discriminatory feelings against other ethnic group. You, for instance, might want to say, do I look down Mexicans, African-Americans, or any other ethnic group? We must remember that Allah, or God, says, Allah will not change the condition of an individual, family, community, and country unless we change our inner self. Everything starts with our own inner self. The change that we will do, it has to start from here out. We cannot say, I'm this way because the way I was raised, I'm this way because I didn't have a chance to go to school or any other excuse. We are gonna be responsible before God for our own actions. And the first step is to do a self-reflection on our feelings toward others, toward other race, other ethnic group that is not yours. So let's try to make some internal changes. Let's not prejudge when meeting somebody. Let's try to transcend the looking of the person. What is she dressing? How she talks? Try to go beyond that. It's not easy, but let's go beyond the superficiality of not just meeting somebody, but in general, the superficiality of whatever we do in our life. Try to eliminate the likes and dislikes and see the beauty as a last creation through that person that you are meeting. Each one of us has something special to share. We have different characteristics and skills. We have the tools to overcome our weaknesses, dispute, and differences. We are so blessed by being Muslims. And what is a Muslim? A Muslim is the one who submits to God. We submit to him. We have the guide of Quran and the teachings of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. By cleaning our heart, we can influence in a positive way our immediate family first, our co-workers in society. We always gonna have a positive attitude and a positive attitude is contagious. Yes, it's contagious. When meeting a new Muslim, be patient. Do not be judge judgmental and do not overwhelm the newcomer with multiple rules. Remember that Prophet Muhammad did not introduce rules as a priority. He taught for 13 years the belief on one God, which is a Tawheed. Offer your help one-to-one -one on how to perform the prayer or salat. 
how to do the ablution or wudu before the salat. Had the person learned the wording of the prayer in their language and later in Arabic? The new convert needs to know Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Needs to know who he was so he can, so she or he can follow the teachings and advice of Prophet Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad is the new prophet for us. We had never heard before about him. So we need to know his life. Teach and offer a good translation of the biography of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the language that the person speaks. Provide a good translation of Quran with commentary so the newcomer may start learning Quran in a historical context and not literally. Because if you read literally, you are going to misunderstood the message of the Quran. Avoid confusing newcomer converts with cultural practices. Cultural practices that have nothing to do with Islam. Encourage newcomers to remain close to their non-Muslim family members and to participate in their celebrations. I remember Dr. Fatih Osman, a scholar in Islam. He used to have sessions with Latino Muslims only. And one thing that he said is, Islam does not intend you to take you away from your family. And the, question, the main reason he said that is because many of us, we were told by good intention, born Muslims, that we cannot participate in festivities like Christmas or any other festivity with family. And Dr. Fatima Isman says, you must participate with your family. You must participate with your family. There's nothing wrong with having dinner for Christmas or Thanksgiving or other festivities. Of course, we follow the rules of no pork and no alcohol, but otherwise we should participate with our family. And we, Latina Muslims, have the majority of our family are still Christians or Catholics. During Ramadan, invite a newcomer to your home to break the fast and share your meal. Welcome and smile to any person that comes to the mosque. That person could be a newcomer, or that person could be somebody who is searching, who is searching for God. God declares in the Quran, all humanity behold, we had created you all out of a male and a female and had made you into nations and tribes so that you might come to know one another. Verily, the novels of you in the sight of God is the one who is most deeply conscious of God. Behold, God is all-knowing, all-aware. I also realized that part of the misconceptions that we have among ethnic groups. For instance, African-American and Hispanics or any other race is the lack of knowledge from each other's 
cultural aspects. If we know, if you know that African-Americans and Latinos have so much in common, we have more in common than we think we know. The African-American population was forced into Christianity, the same thing that when the conquerors came to what is Mexico, it was enforced, the religion. They were also slaves, just the same as African-Americans. In these days, in, in, in this country, we both ethnically, who are the majority in jail, Hispanics and African-American. So there is a lot of lack of knowledge. And regarding Islamophobia, most of the Americans have little or no knowledge of the basic principle of Islam. We must be proactive than just reacting to our current image of Muslims and Islam by the media. Again, and let's remember that God has promised us that he will not change our condition of our community until we first change what is within ourselves. Before we expect others to treat us well, let's first treat one another well to each other and among the Muslim community. Ojalá, inshallah. God commands justice doing good and generosity towards relatives, and he forbids what is shameful, blameworthy, and oppressive. He teaches you so that you may take heed. Amen. <laughs>